Welcome to Kava and Kettlebells, where we talk about kava, fitness, and life. Let's get kava fine. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is Charles. Hey guys, this is Heidi. Thank you so much for tuning back in. If you haven't already, please rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to. Follow us on that platform. Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at kava underscore kettlebells. Share with your friends and family and really help us get this message out. All right, so today's episode is a little bit different. So Charles and I were actually flown out to Vegas about a month ago, and we were interviewed on the Raised by Wolves podcast. Yeah, and Raised by Wolves is a podcast that has been um, set up by Joe Reed, who is the CEO of Cura Scientific Corporation, uh, which is actually a cannabis company located out in California. Now, Joe is um, really big into the sobriety community and recovery community, and Raised by Wolves is a very special podcast in the sense that it really dives into people's stories about how they, you know, recovered from alcohol, drug addiction, from bad spots in their lives and came back. So if you haven't, please go to YouTube and look at Raised by Wolves. It's spelled a little bit different though. So let us spell spell it for you. It is Raised R-Z-D-X-W-L-V-S. So Raised by Wolves. And you can also find them on Instagram too, just like Heidi spelled out for you. Again, that's Raised by Wolves. So we have the audio here from the podcast, but we are also going to post up the link to the YouTube and you can actually go see us. You can see our beautiful faces. Yeah, you can actually see it. us talking for once, um, you know, somewhere Which another, in person. Another thing, you know, down the road is we do want to start YouTube as well. We do want to start video for our podcast as well. So... Um, we have lots of interesting things um, coming at you guys in the future, um, so just stay tuned, and we'll we'll keep you posted. Yeah, enjoy the show, guys. We appreciate it. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to yet another episode of the Raised by Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Joe. I'm riding sort of solo today as far as the the, the host side of things. But we have some very special guests in the town today that flew halfway across the country or almost all the way across the country yeah. to be with us today. <laughs> and so, um, you know, um, Heidi and Charles from the Kava and Kettlebell uh, podcast, which um, I'm a fan of. You know, and thank you guys for being here. Yeah, thank hey, you man. for having us. You know, this, this is actually exciting. It's a little, it's a little nerve wracking because, um, you know, it's um, I know everybody like well. I mean, I've gotten to know well, you. I, I realized today it was the first time I'd actually talked to you today. <laughs> like, but I've gotten to know Charles like you know over the last you know couple months or so. But I just started listening to your guys' podcast because, um, you know, it was just you know I'm a big podcast listener. You know, and um. And, um, you know, I'd listened to probably uh, 10 different Kava or Kratom related podcasts. Yeah. And none of them, like, I don't know. There's, I, I'm not knocking any of them because everyone has their own style of things, you know. And, um, but 
you know, I started listening to your guys' podcast. I think it was a specific episode. I don't remember why, but I tuned into that one specifically. And I can't remember which one. And um, and then I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Like, you know, and it was like very easygoing, like easy to listen to. And so then then I would just let the next episode roll over. The next time I realized that I was like, oh, damn, like I've listened to almost all these episodes already. So oh, yeah, man. even some out of order, oddly enough, it just kind of skipped around. And I was like, all right, how did I miss that? You know, and so... And it was exciting, you know, that to get you guys out here, but it's nerve wracking only for me because a little bit, because I've known everybody very personal has been on here. Like I know their story before it's being told. So it's kind of like unique, you know what I mean? Like uh, even having my wife on, like I knew her story. So it's kind of like, I was like waiting for certain points in it, you know, where this is going to be kind of cool. Kinda, and it's going to be a little different. Yeah, <laughs> no? man. And, uh, well, Hey Joe, man, I just want to say, thanks for having us out, brother. <laughs> no problem. And, um, man. No, man, we really appreciate it. And, um, you know, hi and I, uh, like I said, we, we just came from Alabama, but you know, the hospital so far, man, we've enjoyed it and just <laughs> happy to get happy to, you know, see you in person, man. So I know we kind of been texting back and forth, but, yeah. uh, it's been good to get out here, man. And, you know, be on the podcast. So I just want to say thanks for having us out. No, man, no, definitely pleasure is mine. Just thanks for driving. So you, you said Alabama. Yes, so sir. for some reason I thought you guys were in Atlanta. Man, I at, at one point was even thinking like, oh, I can We're even. Not too far away, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking like three hours away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, I don't know that, that, that part of the, I don't know the country. Very, and I've been all over the place. So I just don't know that particular part of the country very well, which is weird. But, um, well, that's awesome. Well, um, so, I mean, you know, this is going to be a little bit different format, like we talked about before the podcast, because, you know, you guys aren't recovering addicts. No. And um, which is kudos to you you know what i mean because i feel like i wasted some of the best years of my life you know drinking and trying to be mr cool guy and probably took a lot of years off my life doing it you know well same time man i mean i think that's i don't know i think everyone's got a story everyone's got a journey right and i don't think the journey's ever like a fully complete you know so people out there who might be listening um who might be on their recovery journey or maybe their fitness journey right because uh, we're a little bit more fitness centric, you know, it's always ongoing. I think people get so caught up on like, there has to be like an endpoint. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'll be happy when I get a six pack or I'll be happy when, you know, um, I do this. But I think that's part of your past, man. Obviously, it's kind of, you know, shaped you to who you are today. Uh, you know, yeah, you there wouldn't be this podcast without it, man. Yeah. 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 And I appreciate that. You know, it's a, it's interesting because, you know, this podcast, um, that's the one thing I, the one big takeaway from, you know, wasting all those years drinking and oddly enough, judging drug addicts, you know what I mean? But then yeah. I was drunk doing it half the time, you know what I mean? Um, is that, you know, we are helping people and it's, and it's like, it's this crazy rate that like I was not expecting, you know, which is another reason, believe it, you know, not believe it or not, but you know, uh, why I wanted you have you guys on here because a big part of what we do is obviously the product side and the health side of what we do and we never really touch on that on our podcast at all you know what I mean and so and we get asked like quite a bit people are like especially now that we've gone down the road of the wolves den kava is people are now starting to get a little confused they're just like well is this place called wolves den kava or is it raised by wolves and it's this whole wolf thing that I don't know if you heard the story or not it was all just kind of made up the guy that helped me get sober um and then a musician friend of mine you know um we were at breakfast one day and um 
we had both all, I mean, all three of us had oddly been thinking about doing something with a wolf involved. It was just weird. And I know you, you guys said you were faith-based, you know? Yeah. And the thing is, is that we all had some sort of, one of them had even gone as far as like started an LLC called Wolfpack Recovery. Okay. Before I even brought up the Raised by Wolves thing. With them. So it's just kind of real. And so yeah. Wolves had to stay in the name when I was going to do the Kava stuff. And there's even, you know, Black Wolves, which is a, uh, you know, a charity thing that we're starting and everything. But the product side is um, we'll get in. We'll definitely get into that later in a little bit later in the episode. But, you know, I want out of for my own reason. Plus, you know, your listeners and your podcast are you know, our listeners and viewers, like, I want to know, like, who you guys are, you know what I mean? And like, really, like, you know, not being, re you know, I've never actually met people that didn't go through some sort of recovery program and get involved with Kava and Kratom. So it's also kind of unique that way, too. So I kind of want to know, like, you know, who you guys are, like, you know, where did you guys grow up? Like, how did you meet? Like, if you guys just want to... Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I'll let, let ladies go first and uh, give it to Heidi. Yeah, so I grew up in Arizona, so I was born and raised in Tempe, Arizona. And Charles and I actually met when we were in elementary school in the fifth oh. grade. We were in the same class. Same class. Uh, he has pictures of me in the yearbook, and he, like, colored all over my face. <laughs> and, like, put <laughs> nice. devil horns on me, which means he loved me. Yeah, sure, that's, what that, I mean, that's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then we didn't meet again until college. And, yeah. um, and I was like, oh, hey, like, I remember you. We started dating, and um, I don't know. It was just different, and we just never you remembered. Stopped. You remembered. Did you lose touch after fifth grade? Yeah. Yes. So we, my um. mom taught there, so I lived in Tempe, and then I went um, to school about thirty minutes away in Gilbert because she was a teacher there, so I was able to go there. And then after um, fifth grade, I left, so I went to a different district. So we didn't, you know, keep in touch. Didn't go to the same school after that. And then in college, um, I actually kind of Facebook. He was <laughs> the creeping. The fraternity brother of a kid in my hall and i was creeping on him and i was like oh hey i know him and then we we met and then, yeah we started hanging out and dating and then we got married you remembered him from fifth later. grade that's cool yeah. you I know crush on him. We, <laughs> wow <laughs> it's it's crazy because cool, we, huh? we're kind of talking about like how things just kind of lined up and everything like that you know yeah and, um uh fifth grade together like i said you know and then randomly by chance you know went our separate ways and, uh, you know, I truly believe that, like, God put Heidi in, in my life for me, man. Because, um, you know, those of you out there, you know, who are married, um, who have partners, like, you know how crucial that, like, cohesiveness is. And, you know, you complement each other. And um, I don't know, like, we do. I'm, we I'm blessed, man. I mean, it's <laughs> it's cool how we ended up back up together just by a random chance. And uh, actually, it's kind of funny because uh, we did link up. Um, once we found out we were in, like in the same, you know, university and everything like that, and she came to a party uh, that my fraternity was having, and um, it, it was just, it was like awkward. I don't know, like, we, we were not feeling it, so we were kind of like... Out. Yeah, it was <laughs> so a Halloween party. Up. He was dressed as a Smurf, he was, <laughs> he was pledging, so they made them dress like that, and he was nice. all salty, and I'm like, you're boring me. Yeah, and you're so, boring me. <laughs> talk for a couple months and then over winter break we started talking um, we started again, talking again yeah. and then we started hanging out yeah. that's great what year about was that freshman. Yeah, okay. so this so was this was back in 2000 i guess 2009 we started yeah it had just like yeah. january 2009 but, um, okay that's 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 where we met yeah. but uh so i heidi was born and raised in, in tempe like she said um my dad was military so i was kind of a military brat um but i call phoenix home that's you know where i was got since like I think I was like eight, nine years old. I uh, grew up there, uh, you know, 
Um, then went to Arizona State, and that's where met Heidi. Then we started dating, and then um, he joined there, I, um, ROTC. Yeah, I joined the ROTC, which is a Reserve Officer Training Corps. So when you yeah. go in the military, you can either enlist, which you can do, you know, right out of high school without mm -hmm. a degree. Uh, but to become an officer, either go to like the service academies, like West Point, Air Force Academy. Um, you can do ROTC, or you can go to officer training school. So yeah. I did ROTC in college. Um, so time I was a sophomore, uh, sophomore, I knew I was going to the military. Uh, so it I wanted. Was, to... It was a conversation he had with me too. Um, it was yeah. early on in our relationship, but we just I don't know. You just know when you know you know, and mm -hmm. you know he asked if that was a lifestyle that I thought I could live, and and I said yeah, let's, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. So. Well, you yeah, you understood what it took. I um, I I grew up um before my biological dad passed away. He was in the Air Force. He's Chief Master Sergeant in the Air Force, and he um and he uh he passed away when I was nine, and uh, he had had me when he was a little bit older. But that's not why he passed away. But so I uh I understand all that. Like the plan was for my brother and I to go into ROTC oh, was it? in okay. high school. Yeah. plan so i've always kind of had a special place in my heart because of because his dad was actually he enlisted in the air force the first year the air force was he lied about his age and went into the air force the first year the air force started oh that's awesome man. yeah that's so history and, right and there. so that's cool. cool. so i have all that yeah, stuff right. i still have his um like uh honors and i mean i don't know even what you would call it i have a flag all you know, yeah all yeah this, you know, yeah he was stuff, man. yeah he yeah. was uh you know i guess chief master uh Chief Master Sergeant, I guess, is the um, the highest be without becoming an officer, right? Yeah, on, on the you list I mean? side. On yeah. the list yeah, man, side. The chief. That's, yeah. That's no shit. The man, that's, that's and, crazy. Yeah, he was uh, like a uh, drill instructor, I guess, at oh, one cool. point. So, oh, he did all kinds of shit. But I was so young when he passed away that I didn't have very many of those conversations with yeah. him. But it was... Uh, but yeah, so it's I, it's always cool to me. It's like nostalgic. My brother will still talk about it. My brother went into the, the fire academy, the fire department, and he goes, you know, one of the worst mistakes I think we made is we didn't enlist. And I was like, like, why are you talking for me, bro? Like, I never <laughs> planned on doing that. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, you know, but that that's really cool. And that's a cool story. And that is tough for like you because yeah, you could, as you know, but you're traveling all over the place. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was yeah. crazy because growing up, I never pictured myself leaving. It's not that I was against leaving Arizona, but I just never pictured myself leaving Arizona. And then, yeah. We did. So yeah, did. It, it turned out. So I mean, um, Heidi graduated before me, but uh, ROTC is like a four-year program. Um, so when I graduated college, same like next day, I commissioned in the Air Force, second lieutenant. Um, then we left the next day. Actually, I, I missed my graduation. Did, yeah. So we had to get out to Pensacola, Florida. Um, so I did, uh, I went out there for uh, flight school. So originally trained as like a, it's called a combat systems officer. Uh, I hate this analogy, but it makes sense I, to most I people. But you know, in Top Gun, you know, Goose, the backseater, mm -hmm. he's not a pilot, but he does like kind of navigation weapon yeah. systems and stuff. So that's why I got trained on kind of okay. originally. Um, didn't go fighters though. So we were there in Pensacola for a year, uh, flight school. Then I dropped my, um, um, in flight school, you kind of like, you compete against each other, uh, which is kind of a weird thing because you're all bros with each other in your class, yeah. but you're kind of competing, you know, to kind of get whatever plane you want to get. Oh, yeah. Um, and they kind of, Oh, it was it was a really fun year and stuff, and this this actually kind of starts going into uh, a roundabout story of how I got into Kava. Oh, okay. Because the military, and especially in the Air Force, especially in the aviation community, drinking. Oh is yeah, huge. Huge. 
I mean, like you can't go to any event without everyone drinking. It's like expected. It to is be drinking, and it's it's very ingrained in the culture. Like we had these things called roll calls, which stem from World War II, when pilots would come back from doing missions and you go to roll car. You, you uh, sorry, roll call. You go to the bar, and it was this like thing, and that's like in the flying culture in the flying community. Everything involves alcohol. Like you have like your first ride with someone or, or like a check ride, which is kind of like a test. Mm -hmm. You give your instructor a bottle of alcohol. Yeah. That's what you do. On Fridays, we call it the beer light. So it's in every flying squadron in the Air Force, there's literally a bar in your work. What the hell? There's literally yeah. a bar, man. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> which is kind of cool because like we call it like our heritage rooms. Yeah. And there's a lot of like. And you build community. Like you Yeah. That there's a lot of story you know. and community with it, but. Everything is centered around alcohol. And, and even when that first year, when we were in Florida, um, we really didn't drink that much. We were starting to get like kind well, of- I also rewind. Yeah, you got pregnant. Oh, <laughs> Unintentionally got pregnant. Um, our, we, we went to Pensacola and we were like, we're so excited for this year. You know, we're on the beach and we're not gonna get pregnant and you know. <laughs> Someone didn't pull out, so, you know, things hey, happen. You know, they didn't teach you that in RPC. <laughs> but I, it, was, I it was a blessing, you know, though. You know, so. Of course, of course. But um, it it was just something, like, it, it was just very much, like, all around, you know? And um, I've always been the fitness man, and uh, for those who that really kind of know, like, alcohol is uh, destructive to your physique, right? So whether you're trying to build muscle, burn body fat, um, even just have a good sleep, right? Because when you sleep, you know all this growth hormone, testosterone, uh, yep. all that happens, man. If you're drinking alcohol, it kind of stops that process. Yep. Um, so with that being said, I would drink here and there. But at the same time, you know, I was in flight school, man. I was trying to manage all that. I was still trying to work out. Um, you know, then with Heidi, you know, we got a baby coming along the way. Uh, so like the drinking just started kind of falling off. Yeah. And... Eventually got to the point where, you know, we pretty much just stopped drinking. Yeah. Because um, babies don't care what you did the night before. They're still going to wake up. Yep. Hangover yeah. or not. Um, they, yeah. they need fed. <laughs> and during that time, you know, I was getting more into fitness, more into, uh, you know, trying to build my physique. And I'm not saying it's all about, like, you know, how you look. Right. Fitness but it helps is, how you feel, too. And this is much more than that. It's how you feel. But. You know, I was getting much more into that lifestyle and it just fell off, man. Um, but there was always that piece of me, you know, was like, dude, I want something that I can use as like an alcohol replacement. Like a social lubricant. Exactly. Yes. You know, and as Air Force careers started going down the more on the line, you know, uh, deployments, all that kind of stuff racks up, man. You know, you start getting stressed from that kind of stuff, just things like that. Um, and... I'm not saying that you need something as a crutch to relax or to calm down, but it's nice to have something, right? Absolutely, yeah. And I think anyone can agree with that. Um, and yeah, I saw kind you know, of being military. There are other options, but um, you know, yeah. he can't. He can't do 420. Can't do CBD. They're not options. So drug for tests him. are you know a thing, and this, <laughs> yeah, you know, so you, so weeds out of the picture, right? Yeah. Um, so. Also, we were very much into ingredients and supplements. We had a, a business at one point, uh, Beyond Alpha Nutrition, we made pre-workout. So I've always been into ingredients, man. And like, what does this do in the body? 
You know, what does this herb do? What does this amino acid do? And so I started looking at things like, okay, well, like, what does alcohol do? It affects your, your GABA receptors. What other ingredients out there affect your GABA receptors, right? Mm -hmm. um, or what, you know, what makes you feel good? Sometimes me, that's like, you know, dopamine. Yep. Well, there's ingredients out there that affect dopamine, right? Uh, so just kind of like, just kind of exploring and kind of exploring. And then it was actually, I was out at a training um, in Alabama. We're actually, we're, where we're at now. I was out there in the training that actually I teach now. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm an instructor out there now. And I was out there and I came upon literature on kava. And I remember telling Heidi about it. I was like, literature? Oh. Just, yeah, just literature, man. It was like probably some like WordPress article okay. on kava. And, it was yeah. just really cool. And I remember he came home and he was super excited about it and trying to tell me. And I'm just <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> so when I was out there in Alabama, man, I, I went to a vitamin shop and they have kava capsules. Okay. And I'm sure we'll get into this, but, you know, kava capsules is not like drinking. Yeah. I, I personally yeah. don't like them. Like, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't do much. It yeah. It can be good. Like if you have anxiety or social anxiety, it can help for that. So it's not that they have no purpose but for the purpose that you know that alcohol replacement um no they don't compare at someone all. bought me some of those one time and the only purpose they had was me opening them <laughs> put them in kava and put them in a drink <laughs> so i went to vibe and shop man i got this capsule of, of you know these these kava capsules and um i'm just like i'm chilling you know back in my uh you know kind of dorm room i'm at thing and i'm taking them and slam and kava capsules. Yeah, and, I, and, really? I'll, and I'll be honest. How many like, you took? <laughs> <laughs> probably like I don't know, you know, three, four times the recommended dosage. <laughs> and remember, with kava capsules, you're not going to even get to the equivalent of what you do right. with, with with drinking the grog. You know, oh yeah, personal grime. And I, I felt nothing, man. And I was like, dude, this is not what I'm looking for. Um, well, you might not have ever experienced addiction, but. So my brother hasn't either. Have I showed you pictures of my brother? I don't think so. So he looks like he could compete, like in okay. bodybuilding, like he's huge. And um, and I tell him because he's giving me shit about the whole addiction thing. I was like, you think yeah. you're not addicted? You think you don't have an addictive personality? You wake up oh, at dude. three in the morning, exactly. do you chicken? Yes. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like and so sure. so you taking that right there. All I'm thinking in my mind is that's addict behavior. But then I had to remind myself like you're addicted to something that's actually going to help you live longer. <laughs> like, you know what well, I mean? Well, that's, a, that's a great point, though, because you can be addicted to anything. And yes, that's what, when people absolutely. think of an addict, they automatically think like drugs or alcohol or yeah. something bad. Um, but our whole society is addicted to food and sugar and social media. And mm -hmm. you can be addicted to anything and you absolutely can be addicted to fitness. Yeah. And it can be OK, but it can also be um, you could take that to the extreme as well. Yeah. Um, not not yeah, that Charles no, was to the extreme, yeah. but for so, sure. sometimes. And I don't want, I didn't want to sidebar <laughs> too much, but I just when I'm hearing that, I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's like, in, like me, I was trying to maybe take kava capsules to feel like when I was drinking. You might have had the same. This is just me throwing it out there. Like you know, when you leave the gym, if you didn't feel like you had the right pump, you're like. I should either stayed longer or did something yes, else. You know? Well, yes. that's the same when you're taking those coffee. You didn't feel that. You're just like, I'm expecting to feel something yeah, here. Like right. when I go on a run, if my legs don't hurt after, I'm like usually irritated. Like, man, I should have planned the run on five minutes earlier or something. You know what I mean? Or, you know, so I give it to you. I give it to you. Mean. <laughs> and um, so came back. I remember from that. And, uh, you know, all on this time, again, we're, we're getting more into fitness. You know, how you starting her fitness journey? Yeah. Because 
that that's probably something to hit too because you know heidi now you know she's a certified personal trainer she works for this company co-pilot nice um, she's doing awesome but she was it wasn't always that way not yeah. like that all the time like she didn't have these guns i want <laughs> no, she I had a concealed weapon at one point at one point she was 90 pounds and super skinny yeah no i started my fitness journey at like 96 pounds so and that's hard too because a lot of people when you think oh my fitness journey people automatically think losing weight which is a big struggle for many people um and i know that was you know part of your journey mm -hmm. um, but mine was you know i couldn't keep weight on and you know i was 96 pounds and so i'm about 125 now and that's huge like that's a 30 pound difference Dude, um and so yeah i was skin and bones before and so fitness and eating properly helped me you know on that journey and to put that in perspective like uh for instance like one time like on my deployment we our old dog we had this like you know, big bag of like costco sized dog food 30 pound bag of dog food and she had to call our friend uh matt who's actually our neighbor at the time to come over to lift the dog food yeah because i couldn't i was gone amazon delivered it and i couldn't now you're carrying I like three of those yeah. well, you would be carrying like three of what'd those. you deadlift the other day oh i i hit 205. wow yeah man so wow so that's what's up Heidi's <laughs> fitness journey i mean is crazy and again like like she mentioned everyone thinks like a lot of times they think fitness is like you know losing weight but for a lot of people especially really skinny people and skinny you know females building muscle is a challenge yeah um and it's you know especially with you know you've had you know two kids postpartum and all that um you might get into this too and uh crazy act car accident yeah I, that's definitely something we're talking with about because that's recovery all in it I enjoyed the it was sad but i enjoyed the episode because of the whole trying to escape the hospital part of that episode and stuff but <laughs> but the uh but no the um but also that's that's a crazy recovery story i listened yes. to that episode twice because it was so like i was like because i was inter interrupted with phone calls a bunch of time because i was like that's that's wild because yeah that if that doesn't make you believe in god hearing something like that that's crazy yeah. just everything that lined up like yes. your kids that you know i mean the first responders being close like you know all that that was yeah. insane it's a crazy story man yeah um but i know it's forwarding a little bit you know <laughs> we we got into kava we discovered kava as you know that replacement for alcohol that you know would allow us to relax at the end of the day that yes. we could still focus on our fitness and still keep that as our goal um but still have that you know social lubrication we could hang out with friends um and we could come home at the end of the day and have something you know relaxing to do yeah and it's interesting too because i still feel like like dukava is still so small in the united states mm -hmm. and you know for people who understand the history of kava right you know it was used in the pacific islands polynesian islands you know for a very very long time as part of a cultural um sort of um you know uh, ceremonial ceremony yeah uh and it, it's nothing new to where it comes from yep in the united states though it's still so small and still so new so when we found kava and the real kava because i came back from that when i was you know uh, in training and taking the kava capsules came back and i was like all right we, we gotta figure this out like we gotta figure out how to do kava the right way so we started researching more and just so happened that like a couple months later uh we were doing a trip to miami Ooh. and it was one of our first um solo trips without the kids so we were yeah man excited. so we're stoked uh you know finally had some like kind of downtime and it was purple lotus uh kava bar down in miami 
Now the location that we went to, I think is closed now. Um, but at the time, Miami didn't really have much kava bars. They do have a couple now. Um, but so we went there on our trip and uh, we, we have an episode on this, our first kava yeah. bar experience, but we went there and probably had the kava bar experience that we don't want people to have their first time. Yes. Um, because we were mixing kava and kratom together. Mm -hmm. um, Which, yeah, we would never recommend you do, especially, you can do it once you've experienced both, but yes. for your first time, terrible Terrible recipe. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you brought brought that up because I do remember that episode and like yeah, and I remember you said you like one of you I guess had got up to go to the restroom and like your legs kind of gave out like you were like oh, we were we, yeah. we were having fun like so, we're yes <laughs> that's yeah. when we realized like okay there's something to this <laughs> this 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 has acute effects mm -hmm. um that feel similar to you would with you know alcohol. Or, you know, some might, you know, if you've dabbled in the 420, um, somewhat affects oh, yeah. of, of that. And having both really felt like doing the Kratom and the Kava. And we were drinking a lot. So if, you know, for those listeners who are familiar with both, um, they gave us a drink that was mixed. It was called the Komodo. And it was mixed uh, Kava and Kratom together. Then they would also give us shells of Kava. And then also give us Kratom tea. Yeah. So there was a whole I drink this. I drink this <laughs> shit almost every day, and that makes my stomach yeah. hurt. I don't, like, that's like, wow, that's a and lot. So I, I was like, feeling good, though, man. Until but... we stood up and started walking, <laughs> then it was like, whoa. But yeah. it felt like being drunk and high together. And if yeah. you've ever been drunk and high together, again, it's not typically a good yeah. situation. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, and, and can't preface the story with, we went in uneducated. Exactly. And the Kava tender... Did not, not doing his job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to any substance, any ingredient that you're using, so much of that is knowledge. And I say that because, you know, unfortunately, especially with Kratom, it has a lot of misconceptions around it. Even Kava has some misconceptions around it. So, but with anything that you're putting into your body, and this goes back to us on that Kava bar experience, you know, we probably should have maybe, you know, asked him a little bit more like, hey, this Komodo, like how much kava is in there? Mm -hmm. What kind of, is this a Kratom extract or is this Kratom leaf? Is it loose leaf tea? What is it, dude? Yeah. And, but know? unfortunately, depending on why you're there, how you got there, like you have to depend on the kava tender. Exactly. Because yeah. if you're just like, if you just walk in on the, like, let's say you just literally walk by a kava bar and what the hell is kava and you walk mm -hmm. in there, you're not, you probably, you've never, and you probably won't because most people don't want to look like an idiot Googling where they just walked into, like, what is this? Like, you know, <laughs> is that um, you have to rely on them. Exactly. The reason that we're not serving certain things, the reason I haven't, I have the new menus ready to be put on tables in the place here. Those guys have to know exactly what they're serving because even just as something as simple as cacao because it will give you energy. Yeah. The other night, a lady like 60 years old came in there and said, I'd really like to try um, somebody the other night gave me some cacao inside my kava shell. And I was like, are you trying to go to sleep tonight? I'm thinking like age, what you're drinking. And she's like, yeah. She's like, but I really like the way it tastes. I go, so let me explain. Do you know what cacao is? She's like, not really. It just, they said it was, it had a chocolatey flavor too. I go, no. It's a Hershey's bar. I go, no, no, you're going to, you're going to have energy after you drink this. And she's like, oh, I don't drink coffee after like noon. And I was like, then you don't yeah, want to drink cacao with your kava yeah. or, you know <laughs> or if you you know gave her like a, a white strain of kratom holy shit yeah or or, like a, <laughs> or a kava that's a little bit more um so we when we talk about kava and on the podcast too we a lot of times we do compare it to cannabis in the sense that you have 
you know, um, you explain. Yeah. it is, you know, you have like indica and sativa, you know, one makes you a little bit more up uplifted. One makes you a little bit more, you know, ready for sleepy time. Yep. Um, kind of same with Kava too. You know, you'll have your balance, your hybrids, or you'll have your ones that are a little bit more heady, which gives you a little bit more of that, um, anti-anxiety, a little bit more sociability. Then you have your ones that are a little bit more heavy. Yep. So you're going to help you relax, go to sleep. Can you say they make your eyelids heavy? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you know. Yeah. Did Brian tell you last night about the OG that we served? He did, yeah. Yeah, it's yes. just a three. Yeah, and that's just something that's pretty, it's been a staple because um, of a person that really, you explain that to them and they just don't, it was an accident really, because when I explain a lot of people what it is, especially my friends, they don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So what I started yeah. doing was mixing the three together, but what I do to kind of offset the effects is I'll dilute it more based on like if it's a person is more experienced or maybe I'll ice it down a little more or something okay. like that. Just but smart, still, man. the yeah, education is still there, though. You know what yes. I mean? I'm like, yeah. but if you want this, like, you know what I mean, a Valuatu or like a Tongan, like, you know what I mean? I will explain the benefits of all of them. And so, um, but well, I would love for you to just give us a little bit of history of how you got into Kava and then how you opened the, the Kava bar that you're. Yeah. So, so I quit drinking. Um, so real quick, cause this is a cool part of the story that a lot of people ask, obviously is like, why'd you quit drinking? I actually, at the time I quit drinking, I didn't think that I wanted to quit drinking like most people that are drinking cause I was making pretty good money. I'm living in Vegas. I'm, you know, fucking you know, I, I, I could Uber, I, I could have, I Ubered nine bars in one day. I became like an Uber gold yeah. member one day in one day, just because I was Uber in the bars. Like I was bar hopping. Like a, you I mean, know. That's like a bar crawl. My, right. yeah, my, <laughs> my ex-girlfriend took away my car keys that day. And gotcha. so I just said, what do you think I can't, you, I can Uber wherever I want. <laughs> you know, I can Uber to another state if I want, you know what I mean? And so, so anyways, I, I was at a, I was at a show, um, and uh, here in town, a band that I knew was in town, and uh, I was in the VIP, so it was like all you can drink. And I had gotten so drunk to where I left and tried to get into my car and drive home. I went to the valet, oh, and then the valet driver wouldn't give me my keys. So I like pushed the valet driver. I was like, you're gonna give me my fucking keys. And then I swung on him. And um, then I obviously, if you're at a casino, like security's just there in like fucking yeah. two seconds. And I was like, well, fuck you, I'm calling the cops. He's like, okay call the cops like you know what i mean like what, what you're going to jail you know yeah. what i mean and so, call so I, yourself. I ended up blacking out that night i ended up going home um in an uber that i don't remember going in i ended up spending like another 400 bucks at top golf like two blocks away and, and you i don't remember that at all oh, like man. all i still don't don't even have and so most people are like i blacked out all the time I'm like that's all it took for me because yeah. i was like man i can't go out there like blacking out and doing shit. so Called a friend of mine, got sober, call, well, called a guy I didn't know that is now my business partner, Jimmy, which was episode one of this podcast. Called him. He's a He was a, a pastor of a church, so I was already kind of upset that I, because at the time, my faith has gotten gotten a lot better since being sober, I should say, because I used to, I used to just feel like, like, I don't even know if there was a God. Honestly, at one point, you know what I mean? I was like, I was just, you know, in this world to make money and for people to have their hand out kind of thing. I know it's a bad way of looking at things, but so I go to this mega church thing that, well, well a bigger church, I called it a mega church, and I'm here there to meet Pastor Jimmy. And I'm thinking, because I seen a bunch of people that were, you know, no tattoos, very straight list people. I'm like, this is not going to work for me for shit. Like going to see some guy, it's the pastor of this church. And then I'm asked for Pastor Jimmy, and then this guy comes down with straight 
neck down tattoos everywhere and he's pastor jimmy and i'm like what yeah, he's, he's like six five huge dude used to be like an enforcer for like the irish mob at one point or something. Oh, wow. I, I don't even know if i should say it, but whatever but you know what i mean but he's doing yeah, stuff. he was like a door kicker you know what i mean and yeah. then he had he had he had been saved and like he turned his life around he's and at the time he was 18 years sober from crack cocaine wow. and uh his wife is the next episode so how we how we run these episodes real quick is that i'll I'll can this episode and then launch the next episode that I already have canned. And her okay. ne the next episode is, is it's a it's a it's a big one in my opinion because one like I got very emotional in that episode because I was talking about her husband because I had Jimmy's wife on the last episode and it was like man it's it's tough talking about Jimmy because I feel like he really did like save my life you know so I'm like so I get this relationship with this guy Jimmy. He's like you need to go to ninety meetings in ninety days and I'm like I'm not an alcoholic and he goes like you. How do you figure you're not an alcoholic? He's like, I don't sponsor people, but my dad died from alcoholism. He was the CEO of a company and he drank himself to death. And I was like, shit. And he's also, I'll help you. So long story short, I'm like two weeks into it. I'm still 315 pounds. Like I'm still, still somewhere around that. I'm going crazy because I'm also trying to eat better now too. Cause I realized that drinking and eating like shit were kind of went hand to hand. Yep. And I'm like sitting around the house in a bad relationship, girlfriend still drinking. You know what I mean? I, I know in the back of my mind, I could technically like drink and probably not even tell anybody. You know, AA meetings were more than anything pissing me off at the time because I was like, you know, I didn't buy in right away to them. So anyways, oddly enough, my ex-girlfriend watches a show called um, Love and Hip Hop. And um, they had went to a kava bar on the episode. And so she's like, why don't you try this thing called kava? And I was just like... So I Googled it and I was like, what the hell is it? And it looked like, all right, cool. Worst case scenario, I try it, I don't like it. Yeah. So then I um, Uber over, because I didn't know if Cabo would actually get me drunk. So I Ubered over. Did you feel like, is that what you, because a lot of people do go into Cava thinking that they will feel like I did. they feel when they're drunk. Oh, it's yeah, amazing. that The amount of Cava that I drank the first night was crazy. Okay. Because I Ubered over to the Cava Bar, Ninth Island, which is now Wolves Den Cava that we own. Like, I Ubered over there. I sat exactly where Brian was sitting last night. when Because I was like, I looked at the camera like, oh, they're, they're over there. And, you know, and, and I sat right there. And um, they, or, they I ordered a Tanola because it was the most you can order at one time. Yeah, man. that That's so... Yeah, for people that know that, that's the traditional, traditional tonight. Meant to be served with like a group, and it was me. Yes, and um, <laughs> I didn't like the way it tastes right off the bat, so they had brought um, peanut butter protein powder out oh, and put it in there, okay. which is okay. still kind of an option, I guess. But yeah. so, anyways, I drink it, and about five minutes after I drink it, like I started feeling the numbness. I started feeling like, and I said, you know, be being an entrepreneur more than like at the time, I thought of myself more of an entrepreneur, not an alcoholic is that I was like, I need to do something with this. Like this is, you know, and at the time it was a 100% just a business decision. I didn't realize how much it would actually affect the sober community, like help the sober community. Yeah. Then I called Jimmy, which was like my not really official, unofficial sponsor and said, hey, I'm gonna start drinking kava. And he's like, I need to come see what, what this is. So he came over and being a recovering cocaine addict, he drank it the first time and it made his mouth up. He's like, what the hell is in this? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And yeah, he was like, people. yeah, you know what I mean? And so, um, we, you know, just, we went down that path. And then um, I started, um, a lot of my friends, I start, I have a, you know, for better or worse, I have a circle of influence because of things I've done in the past, whether it be with music or just different things. And um, a lot of my friends started being curious on what I was doing. Cause I started posting about Kava on social media. 
And at the time, I had like this Facebook page with like 5,000 fucking friends on there that I later deleted because it was just a party on there. These people were like, hey, man, you ever try to drink, you know, mixed out with this and this? And it was just some big thing, but people were talking about it. So I started bringing people to the Kava bar. And at, at a certain point, like before the lockdown in 2020, there was like crowds of 30, 40 people in there that were all just my friends drinking That's Kava. Awesome. You know, some people even come there after a bar, you know what I mean? Just to meet me there. So I saw, you know what I mean? But then some of my friends that are really, you know, they're good friends in there. So I have friends now that are two, you know, going on three years sober because they followed kind of my, I guess, lead, lead. if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? To where yeah. like I have multiple friends now that, um, that are now, they're, they're huge kava and kratom drinkers. And the only reason I started even getting into the kratom side is because I started meeting people that were telling me, because I was, at this point, I'm already like a, about six months in, I'm really, really in, entrenched in like the sober community. I'm like helping people. Because I, I, I knew that there was, I knew that this, even though it was kind of frowned upon, a lot of OG, like AA and NA people like frown upon kava and kratom. Really? I mean, I understand uh, kratom for sure, but kava yeah, too? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Like there, I, I went to a meeting one time, like a noon meeting with my, um, with my wife. She used to go to this noon meeting every day. I went there and this guy there told me I need to change my sober date because I was drinking kava. Interesting. And I was just like, I was and, like, and that goes back. I, education, yeah. man. Yeah. Education yep. piece on that. Yeah. I mean. And that's what we get frustrated too because um, people will come into kava expecting it because we use it as an alcohol replacement. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice. We use it as an alcohol replacement, but it doesn't feel like alcohol. Like yep. it's totally different. And so people assume though that it's going to alter your brain just like alcohol will um but yeah, it doesn't I, I was trying to drink so much of that the first like two three weeks i was drinking kava and then there's these certain times where i'd start to feel like a little I'm like man i cracked the code like maybe i needed it was stupid because i was still fighting that addict in my head like yeah. you know what i mean i well, want to do something you know and i think a lot with um addiction right so people get addicted to things because they're always trying to fill a void and that addiction could come in the form of alcohol, drugs, right? Could come in the form of people who abuse exercise. Mm -hmm. um, again, we go back to like, you could be addicted to anything, but a lot of times, man, you know, people are always trying to chase something to fulfill them. And I really think that people who aren't content or don't have meaning or purpose, a lot of times they're chasing, you know, a substance to get them to feel away and escape, right? And what's cool about Kava is you're not, you don't escape. Yep. You're not going to escape reality with that. You're not going to get blacked out or, you know, with like certain drugs, you know, even, even cannabis, you know, could put you in a different headspace, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I know psychedelics are becoming more popular, uh, you know, especially like in the, I know in the veteran community right now. Oh, yeah. A lot of dudes are using psychedelics um, for PTSD treatment and everything. That's awesome. You know, that still takes you to a different mindset. Yep. Kava's not going to do that. Uh, which is what, which honestly, one of the biggest things I love about Kava is it never takes away my mentality and my headspace. Yeah. I'm always there. I'm just more relaxed. I feel more open yep. and content. And I like people to kind of look at Kava and the fact that like, you don't look at it as a way to escape, you know, and, and like you would with like alcohol to kind of, you know, you know, you try to meet something. If anything, but. I think it makes you more present you know yes. with where you are and who you are yep <clears throat> yeah yeah you're absolutely right um oh man i wish i had see normally i'd have water to give you but um <laughs> we're, the, we're at a new location <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh okay and, um and, and we really have the addiction piece man i'm just saying you know because 
it just seems right now and let's talk about like social media addiction right because you know a lot of people are addicted to social media and again you know it's and my heart goes out to people man because i feel like a lot of people just lack fulfillment they lack purpose you know and and there's nothing um, you know money's not going to do it for you uh you know no matter how many cars you have or you know stats or whatever and you know for for us you know really it's uh you know god is our sufficiency and our fulfillment man and i uh, i'm a man of god i live for him you know then uh, after that you know it's my family and uh you know kind of my purpose what I, what I try to do you know and what i've liked about kava is, is it's never taken me from that um it's only i think added to my relationships added to how i am at home uh, as a husband as a father you know um because you're present present you're drunk man, yes mind altered you're not exactly you're not. and and that's something for people to think about man who, who might be out there you know watching this who who are using alcohol you know to to escape or maybe they're using you know drugs uh to escape you know kind of think about like what what, what are you trying to escape from you know or what's what are you not being fulfilled by? And, and this is a whole other oh, I <laughs> know, yeah. a whole other discussion. Every but you know, I just I I kind of wanted to bring Kava into that piece because uh, I think it will I think it will bless people you know to find it to try you know Kava because they'll see man it opens you up helps you relax get content but uh, you're gonna remember your conversations right. Yep you you're going to be present at home you know yeah that's why i like drinking at the end of the day you know with my kids if you have kids you know you know they can be very stressful yeah. we love them so much um but it makes me relax it makes my tolerance um greater and i can enjoy them and let them be who they are yes. and not get frustrated with them and be present with them and love them and remember that time with them you know if i came home and downed a bottle of wine I wouldn't I wouldn't have that same experience so no. and that's kind of why we started you know kava and kettlebells to be able to share that with people to educate people you know on kava and um I love the approach that you guys take you know what I mean um with kava and kettlebells because you know um as much as it's I don't even know how to explain it it's because I try to explain your podcast to a lot of people and I go, I don't know. You just got to listen to it. But because <laughs> what it is, is that it, it really is very health focused, but incorporating Kava and Kratom into health. Yes. You know, and it's it's it, it, it struck a, a nerve with me right off the bat in a good way, because, you know, I'm big on, um, you know, I lost 135 pounds. So I'm like, I'm never, I don't want to ever go back down that road. So like, I am very careful as well. Maybe sometimes like, I mean, I had some like vegan ice cream yesterday and then I was paying for it. And then my wife's always like, you're always paying for it when you eat shit. <laughs> but I know better than to eat stuff like that, you know? But the thing is, is that, but I do in incorporate Cobb and Kratom into that. Like yeah. I will, I have this, I Kratom is part of my, I don't take a regular type of pre-workout because before I go exercise at all, like I'll take white Kratom, cacao. I have like a, ashwagandha like stuff like that a cordyceps now i think you're the one that actually put me on yeah, like, the cordyceps you know i put that just scoops of straight that into like the shot now and then uh, at night so, when i'm so you're doing kind of what charles does where you just kind i've of always oh I've yeah always mixed my own oh i have this man. ridiculous <laughs> i have this ridiculous thing in the cabinet to where what i forgot to like get it together um to go to malibu this week and my wife had a bag of it all she's like, i don't even know what the hell you even i was like well i just kind of like the mood is like room. maybe a little you know what i mean and she's got me and i put that uh, you know but i um but at the end of the night like i'll wake up 
because I'm so busy with everything that I got going on, I'll wait. If I don't drink kava before I go to bed, and this maybe is a crutch, but it's a positive crutch. Before, before it was alcohol blurring oh, out my, yeah. my world. Yeah. Like, when I laugh at my friends that have full-time jobs that work 50 hours a week or something like that, and they tell me they're stressed out. I go, that shit's cute to me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because, like, I, I'm halfway through my week, and I'm at 50 hours. You know what I mean? So I constantly i'm waking up in the middle of the night if i don't have something to block some of that out and so if i don't drink kava or sometimes kratom depending on the mood or hell even sometimes both like i'll wake up in the middle of the night sometimes even just to use the restroom and then i'm back in work mode like right away like i'm just like shit there you know what maybe if i got up right now at 3 30 in the morning i can get ahead of like you know what i mean the emails and this you know what i mean and i have to drink i i have to so it is a crutch for me but you know i'd rather that be the crutch than um I was drinking an aggressive amount of whiskey, like aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, it's like if I took two or three shots back to back, like I would just, I mean, beer wasn't even a thing for me anymore because I just thought that was a waste of time. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't even drinking beer anymore unless somebody just bought me a beer and it was at the table. Right. You know what I mean? And so like, I, I, and I felt like I needed it. I used to tell people, I go, if I didn't drink, I'd kill somebody. But then the stupid thing about it is my drinking probably would eventually killed somebody, you know, or myself. Do you, Which is, so, do you feel like kava, when you found kava, that really helped you on that? Oh, hell thing? yes. I almost, I can't say this for certain because I was in, um, in a big part, I was involved with AA. Not like, I wasn't going through the steps, but I was going to AA every day. I was calling Jimmy. There was like, you know what I mean? Which I guess what you do when someone's like your, your friend slash sponsor. I was calling him, but I was also going through a breakup. You know, what I mean, a relationship that was probably over with three years before we actually separated. Um, I was moving. I was um, I was going through a lot of shit at the same time as getting sober. I was losing weight. I was trying to lose weight, you know, and then COVID hits. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that and all can be very triggering. And yeah. And I and I had just went into a new business with a sushi place. And so my one business was supporting the other business and all that. So. I tell people all the time that I'd more than likely would have relapsed, maybe not permanently, but I would have relapsed if it wasn't for Kava. Because like I would go into Ninth Island so often to where when I'd walk in, I'd literally just walk behind the counter, grab the remote and go sit down and they knew what to bring me if I was on the phone. They had like, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like it was just it, it was, was it like was, this shelf. Yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This? <laughs> oh, it was crazy. Like they they have uh, lockers that are in the back now for something else. And at one point they had said, hey, if you just want to like, you know, pre-buy your own stuff and keep it in here or like snacks of yours or something, you can just put your, awesome. you could just like, because I was going in there aggressively spending money. When I first stopped, when I stopped going there, they, it was funny because they said that, uh, they said that there were some days where they, it was so slow in there because no one knew about anything about Kava and they weren't really doing a great job in my opinion talking about it is where I was like the only person, me and my friends were the only people in there for the whole day sometimes, you wow. know? Dude, and well, so, I mean... Kava yeah. virus yourself is not a bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. And so, but you know, it was, um, but yeah, it, it definitely helped me. And like I said, and it's helping my friends. Like it's, it's cool because now I'm seeing my friends that are even coming on the podcast or I just, you know, I, uh, I paint like pretty regularly, you know? Yeah. And the guys that I paint with are all sober now and we're all painting and we're all like, you know, the guys that will come to paint with us occasionally, that are still drinking was like, what's that shit you're drinking? Like, because they see us all these right. bottles of yeah. kava, you yeah, know what I mean? And so Dude, it's like, <laughs> and I think that's so much of it, man, is like just getting people to try it. And yeah. I think that can be hard too, because it doesn't taste good. It, it, it doesn't, but it's also, it's still one of those things where, you know, people are, are used to 
you know, they go to a bar. That's a normal thing. Right? It's a, it's a normal, it's interestingly enough, right. And, and it's, it's normal to go to McDonald's and get food, right. That's normal food. And it's normal yep. to go afterwards and go to a bar. That's normal. There's no questions asked, right. That's, that's a normal thing. Um, to that same person, you put in front of them, you know, shell Kava, and they'd be like, what is this? Oh, I know. Weirded out by it. And it's like, well, just ate McDonald's and you just had alcohol, but you won't try you don't seem to be a natural plant, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's a lot too, I think with what spurred Kava kettlebells because, um, you know, especially once Heidi got really into fitness and, you know, she became a personal trainer, all that, like, dude, we just, we live that lifestyle. Yep. And for a lot of people who don't understand, I mean, like, we don't, we don't compete in Bible and stuff like that, you know, but like we very much, did a competition back <laughs> but we um we live that lifestyle right you know we we eat clean we eat healthy food because it makes us feel good right we you know prioritize our sleep um everything that goes with that um and unless you're really in that fitness community you, a lot of people don't understand it no yep. they'll be like well why can't you stay out till 2 a.m or like why can't you just go eat this all all the weekend? Yep. You know, and so we always kind of felt like an outcast in, the, in that sense too. You know, and um, I'm in that club. Yeah, like my friends, hard. I hardly hang out with anybody that. Well, actually, I don't. Other than very, very seldom, I don't really hang out with anybody that eats like shit or drinks. And I remember when Jimmy told me that that would happen, and I was still going to bars, like yeah. because well, my friends were there. Yeah. They were like, "That'll change." It's because <laughs> it's because if you're around that man, like. It's got no place for you. So well, yeah. I surround yourself with those and we people. We say it too on our on our podcast. We talk about you know when you have goals, you shouldn't have to justify. We shouldn't have to justify living a healthy lifestyle to people. And but you do when you're hanging out with people who don't understand that. Um, they do. They they judge you and they ask you questions and you feel like you have to justify it. And we say it's okay to separate yourself from or to distance yourself from those people and to surround yourself with people who have the same goals, who are living the same lifestyle, and that. That will help you and then you can help them and that's okay like it's okay but i feel like it's so hard for people to accept that it's okay to distance yourself from people yes. that you, you're not you know connected to them for life um that's an that's an at that's again you guys you know we're never drug addicts and struggle with addiction but that same i don't know how many times in just the last three and a half years i've had that same conversation with people I'm like, you you know, and I tell people because they said, well, I can still go and kick it with this guy or whatever, even if it's at the bar. And I'm like, dude, you go to the barbershop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. It's just how that shit works. Facts, man. You yeah. know what I mean? And so you got to distance yourself. Like, I go to eat, like, one of my favorite places still to eat here in Vegas is um, Lazy Dog, which isn't even far from here, you know? And I still go there. I like the leather straps. I like eating there. But I would purposely walk in, go to the left, because that was the bar area. Now, if they go, it's going to be a 10-minute wait, you know what I mean? But we can seat you at the table or you can go in the bar area. It's open seating. I'm just like, I'll just wait. Yeah. Cause I don't even want to be in that. I don't even want to be in that. You know, I don't even be in that, you know, so, you have to do that. Yeah. And so it, kind of with that being said, man, and like, you know, we, we are just trying to get the word out. Cause like, you know, like hi and I, man, for instance, when we came in, you know, for the podcast, right. We, we come into Vegas, you know, most people go to the strip, you know, go, you know, <laughs> which we did back in the we day, did back in the day. You know? But, you know, go drink and do all that kind of stuff, you know. But for us, man, like, we come in. Uh, the first thing we do is, you know, we, we went and found, like, a meal prep place. We got some meals for, for the time we're here, you know. So we're kind of, like, on. Where'd you go? Just out of curiosity. It was, like, as, what was that place? It was, we it was next to, to a. Well, we went to um, two places, but we went. It was, like, Fit, fit Meals fit for You. Oh, okay. Or something. 
Fit for Which, meals? Uh, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, okay. It was all right. But There's a couple of good ones. got the job done. like greens. Greens, protein. Greens mean... Greens and protein. But, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You remember Arlis, you know. Like, you know gym, it's right there. That we came, good. You know, we oh. came in, we found a gym because we want to get our workout on, you know, eat good. But, you know, the whole podcast started up because, like, in a way, you kind of feel like, you know, it, it, I don't know, you're trying to find your community. Yeah. You know, like, we we enjoy fitness, we enjoy working out stuff, but you know, we also want to feel good, but we want to go out to the bars. We don't want to, you know, go drinking. And then, you know, for us and, you know, it, we... For me, especially, you know, I, I can't be smoking weed, you know, right now because you know I'm in the service. Yeah. Um. You know, and that will be something in the future. But so, like, but there's no one else out there really, like, you know, yep. who's doing kava and yeah. A lot of the kava bars out there, they're they're starting to grow. And there's a lot, you know, for people who don't know, Florida is the mecca oh, for yeah. kava bars. They're everywhere. St. Pete, um, you know, in St. Petersburg area in Tampa has shit ton but um some of those kava bars too you know it's it's a it's a different kind of like more of an alternative crowd there mm -hmm. and you know sometimes you get like you know a meathead like me that comes in you know and I'm not saying the community is not there but you know we're trying to bring kava and kratom to the fitness community mm -hmm. and you know i guess to kind of more like mainstream and kind of people who are just you know wanting to live a healthy lifestyle but also those you know uh, people who are really into fitness being like, hey, there is something for you to try. Yeah. Absolutely. To get into your routine. Uh, so we're just trying to take our little niche and our little community and try to you know, grow it a bit. No, no, I think, I mean, it's it's cool because it sounds like you started the podcast, obviously, like, yeah, to be more connected to the community that, you're, that you have gr grown fond of. But also, I don't know. Well, I guess you just answered the question. You're intentionally reached trying to tap into a different audience that, and that's cool because, like, I think that the people that I've shared your podcast with are definitely more of the people that are going to appreciate your podcast more than other Kava, you know, or Kratom based podcasts. Again, I'm I'm good with that. I have no, you know, I mean, I have. You know, I, I'm in the cannabis industry, so there's all, it's very similar to the Kava community. Like, you know what I mean? There's people that in the cannabis community that I would consider like, a, I call them tree huggers. That's yeah. not necessarily <laughs> like a derogatory yeah, term because no, I love them. I mean, like, you know what I mean? But there's like, but then I'm very like, I have been in the cannabis industry for 13 years and I haven't smoked weed in 20. You know okay. what I mean? And yeah, so, yeah, is... so, so that's the thing is that like, I feel that you don't, you know, I mean, you know, you don't have to fit a certain mold to be in, yes. in what you're doing, you, you, even if you have love for that, you know. And, and so that's kind of cool what you guys are doing because it is so different. And you do cool product reviews, too. You know what I mean? We on, try on to, man. Show. We try to. And, 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 and a lot of what we're trying to do also, um, going with that education piece and going with spreading the word, is we're trying to give, you know, Kava vendors, Kratom vendors, and Kava bars a platform. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the show you know, to talk about, hey, what's a kava bar? You know, their personal story, how they got in the kava, opened the kava bar. Um, and then, you know, hearing some, from some vendors, you know, on their products and stuff. And, you know, giving people unbiased reviews about what's out there in the marketplace. You yeah. So, have you, um, you don't have to mention any names, but have you, have you talked with a vendor or a brand or anything like that? where after you've talked with them, you've decided like not to put them on the show? No, we haven't had any that we decided not to. Um, we, 
we do have people message us and ask to like be on the show and we will be like yeah for sure like message me this and we'll talk more to them and they might seem a little bit not the type of person we want to have on the show so we yeah. just won't necessarily pursue them anymore but they also stop the conversation yeah. and so we just don't start it back up gotcha um but yeah they're, that's they're, the nature of having a podcast i feel yeah like i i had i had to recently hire somebody well they already kind of worked for me to literally just screen messages on the raised by wolves podcast i mean uh, yeah the raised by wolves page you know because yeah. of like it's very interesting the people that want to go on there and then the weird shit like yeah, and you straight get up weird, but you like get spam and yeah, yeah. spam and stuff but you know i think it's um we I was going to say, I think it, it's exciting to have a podcast in the space because there's there's not much out there. And I think there might start being a few other, you know, college podcasts out there. But, you know, a lot, I know one other coming, that's coming up, you know, it's, it's, it's backed by a brand, you know, and, um, which is, which is cool and everything. But I isn't think, that Lalo's or, uh, no, or Craves? I don't want to know something like that. Oh, okay, to, cool. But, Never uh, mind. Yeah, all right. No, no, no. <laughs> it's out there, but I'm excited. I want to, you know, calling it out. But, and I think there's, there's, there's space for everything, you know. Gotcha. And I, that's, you know, my thing. Everyone can either grow in the space. But I do think what people enjoy about ours is, is that we are unbiased. We don't have any backing from any companies. And we do. That's one um, thing we get a lot is um, lots of people that we review, they say, let's do a collaboration. We will sponsor you. And we always say no, or, you know, they'll say, you know, can we pay you for this review? And we say no, like, we want it to be strictly unbiased. And I I just don't feel like um, our listeners would, I wouldn't trust yep. what 100%. I would. 100%. A review, if I'm getting paid to do it, why would I trust what you're saying? Yep, I, I'm glad that, um, I'm glad, uh, I mentioned, like, discount kind of code thing, more to help the, um, to help anybody listening more than exactly, anything yeah, yeah something like that. that for sure you know. but people will say well do you want to kick back and i'm like no yeah we don't want yeah. to kick back i um one episode the one the one episode that hit you know over i think it's like at 1.6 million views for my wife's episode that's that that did something crazy that i wasn't expecting or i was getting flooded with people trying to monetize the episodes like it was from i was getting messages on tiktok youtube fucking all over the place. I was getting phone calls because my phone number was connected to um, uh, the YouTube channel. And at first I'm like, wow, this could be crazy. This could be a really good income. And then it dawned on me. I was like, wait a minute here. Like, no, this is, I didn't start this to monetize this. Like, you know what I mean? I started this to help people. I didn't even want to be on a podcast. I still don't like watching myself or listening to myself. <laughs> like I've been behind the scenes it the whole time. To yourself. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I, I turned down an opportunity to be on a reality show a few years ago. That's oh, wow. the, you know, because uh, it was, it was a uh, cannabis based that never, not, never really got up on, uh, on its feed. And, it was, and I was going to be on there with Polly Shore of all people. I don't know. She was pretty crazy. I don't know. Maybe I'm breaking an NDA right now, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but, but the thing is, is that, and then there was a documentary being made about my company, you know, back in the day and we canned it because um, the, we just didn't, when we finally watched it, it was so poorly put together to where I was yeah, like, there's no way, there. man. You don't yeah, come back man. from something like this. This is yeah. like horrible. Made it looks like made us look like just a bunch of stoners that were like growing weed and <laughs> we're like the opposite of that, you know? And so but um but it was um but but yeah, and then recently the craziest thing was is that I was um I, I think I would I would think that I'm still friends with a guy that's you know, he started a very large beverage company. 
and then I was asked to be on a on a podcast and I didn't I decided not to do it because it would have taken away from what I'm doing here on this platform. Gotcha. And I was just very confused to begin with. Like, why me? You know what I mean? Like, that's interesting. And then, you know, it's like, but so, yeah, I, I, I do, I'm at a point in my life where I try to do everything very purposeful. Like it has to be very purposeful, you know, or I, I just can't do it. I can't stomach it. Like, you know what I mean? Cause I gotta, you know, I already don't sleep great every night. You know what I mean? I gotta, so that's cool. I appreciate you know well, that I, you guys are that, that way too. It's a good segue into going back to um, the Kava Bar. We kind of digress, but tell us more about like the Kava Bar that you are opening. Yeah. So, so I um, I recently um, purchased the um, you know I, there's uh, one partner that is um, staying on, um, but I recently purchased the first Kava Bar that I went to. That was Ninth Island here in uh, Vegas. You know I. Um, I uh I was about to break ground and had already gotten um uh, permits pulled and plans approved to break ground at another place in another location here in town and I just reached out to um Star um and said uh hey look I'm going to be opening a cobble bar here I want to let you know that out of respect and then he uh then anyways that kind of that conversation kind of turned into you know a few weeks later I was like full in fully invested in the purchasing it but one of the the caveats to that was is like i can turn this around you know not necessarily turn around because it wasn't like doing poorly but i i have to be the creative control here like yeah. you know what i mean i have to like you know or else it's not if there's going to be this tug of war then i'm just going to continue with the plans that i have down the street you know what i mean or around the corner or whatever and um so there's that and so it's officially um you know, Wolves Den, Kava, it's fit. It's still going through that awkward rebranding. It's easier what I found to start something from scratch sometimes than to rebrand something because you still got that, like, for instance, Groupon, like canceled our account and then had to redo another one. And then the Groupon deals weren't working. You know what I mean? Because of this weird rebranding. But, you know, so it's Ninth Island Kava and it's um, now um, officially on paper until the signs get changed, which those are on order. Um, is um, Wolves Den Kava, which yeah, is, man. you know, spelled, you know, W-L-V-S Den Kava. Because, I mean, why would I spell anything right, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> W-L-V-S Den Kava. And then we have a we have a pop-up bar, and we're waiting for final approval on plans in um, Palm Desert, California. It's just an awkward place. It's, it's a really amazing location. We have so a pop-up bar, for those that don't know what that is, because I realized recently no one knows what the hell that is. <laughs> Papa bar is it's a bar inside of a business. So for instance, like it's like if you go into like a is there still Macy's? Like a Macy's and you see the makeup counter there. That's yeah, like a, there's, still, there's like the Mac around. makeup counter yeah. inside yeah, yeah. the Macy's. So for instance, there's um, a friend of mine that started a business seven years ago called Flat Black Art Supplies. He's now sober. He's a guy I paint with all the time and and he's been a good friend of mine for years. And um, you know, there's a there's a location um right next door to him same suite but suite a suite b that um currently has a business in there we haven't given them notice yet but they know that it's happening so it's not you know cause some of those guys actually watch this um as soon as we get our plans approved we're going to start construction on that location in palm desert it's in a really really good area it's on the mall the mall's still a very busy mall there it's in one of the better parts of town like you know like you know the you know kim k and all of them like shop right there like like cross the street and stuff and it'll have a back patio yeah, area of kava. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> and uh, but it's it's kind of cool because you know how this place will have a back patio area, fire pit, um, heat yeah, so misters. Completely, yeah, it's gonna be a completely cool location. But 
I'm glad I'm 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 sort of glad that that I thought that was going to be approved already and ready to go. But because the mall has different plans on what they're doing management wise and what they're doing like facelift wise, my plans are being held up there. But the pop up bar itself is there right now. It's uh, open 12 to 8 every day, and it's definitely more of a grab and go location. You can hang out there. There are art shows there every weekend. It's starting to build a nice audience there, but it is more of that. We're right next to World's Gym. So that so the people from the gym are very becoming very familiar with our drinks and what we're doing there, you know. And so I've actually even sent a, a few of those people that I've met at the gym to like your podcast, like, awesome. hey, check this out. And then yeah. like I've had a couple, like a girl the other day came in and was just like, Man, I love the podcast. So I'm like talking about my podcast, like, oh, which episode, this and that. And they were like, they said something I remember and I was like, Oh, oh, that's not my podcast. That's their podcast. I get you. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Cause I was like, What the hell are you listening to the right podcast? And so um, but no, but um, but I have, um, you know, so there's those plans. And then, um, you know, there's a, um, like, I thought it would be a little bit more finalized um, than it is right now, but it's pretty damn close is that there'll be a, a third location that we're already looking at, but that'll be in uh, the Redlands, California area. So, okay. so the Redlands, California area is not that Redlands itself is not that well known. It's a smaller, um, um, I guess, suburb of San Bernardino. San Bernardino is like, the hood redlands is like we're like it's like upper to uh middle middle to upper income level but there's a university right there gotcha and that's where i started oddly enough my cannabis business was started in redlands as well so we've been back and forth and this landlord was just very on the fence about what we were doing um and the part of redlands that's in is actually redlands it's kind of separated in the redlands and ukaipa like there's just two areas it's in ukaipa which is like high traffic high bar area high um you know a lot of college students there stuff like that so i think that again to kind of introduce this to like the bar community as an alternative you know what i mean the alcohol is going to be pretty cool you know what i mean too yeah i think that sounds awesome and i love that you're having the one next door to world's gym that's something that we've talked about that we yeah. feel like that needs to hopefully that's the future where you know you have yep. you have a gym and you have like a protein smoothie place next door. Oh, well, maybe on the bar. other side, you can have yeah. like a kava bar. I think yeah. that'd be perfect. Yeah. And I've met more and more people that don't know. They know what Kratom is, especially in the fitness community. Yeah. Yes. They know what it is, but um, but they don't know what kava is. And so now it's kind of cool. Before, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. exactly. So the theme of the bar here in Vegas will actually be, um, and it'll say it on the front of it, is start your day with coffee, end it with kava. Oh. Okay. kind of thing and so um so yeah we definitely and then we want to attract honestly like i'm not i'm not the uh I, and i love that world because we're having a sound bath pretty soon even at the cobble bar i i like that world that very holistic world but i'm not from that world you know i'm from Same. like That's the weird. you know I, like you know i grew up you know i mean I, I was making music and like i was you know thrash metal bands and like i was a music promoter for a long time and stuff and so it's really hard for me to just completely switch lanes and say like i'm gonna dive straight into this and i got to give them props and love and they watch they watch my episodes um is from the kava collective in san diego those dudes are badasses i went down there thinking that i was going to be stuck in this whole world of just polynesian theme bar and Glenn down there is an old school punk guy. I go in there, the, the 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 Padres game is on. There's like music playing in the back, like loud rock music. I meet Glenn and I'm like, man, this is like so different. It's really busy. And then I'm like, what the? Those guys would be great to have a show. Those dudes are fucking wild. Those guys, they were kind of remind me of Black Clover Kava. That's, that's yeah, yeah. yeah they, you know what I mean? They kind of yeah. remind me of those guys. When I list that episode, I said, 
you know, those guys have become really good friends of mine. And they're there's old school punk. They're like, dude, you're not Polynesian. Fucking open whatever you want. And I was like, ding, like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> What's funny you mentioned that, man. And like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't care like what people do and stuff. And like, uh, if you live your life however you want to, man. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to hate on anything. But, you know, that is one thing you see a lot with like Kava and Kava bars. And, you know, I guess like, why, like sometimes where I might feel out of place because like, I don't know, like I don't do tarot card readings. And I, yeah. You know, I'm not like, uh, a vegan. I don't like I'm not really yeah. big in like astrology and stuff like that and like a lot of kava bars like kind of bring in like um kind of like those groups of people who are kind of into that stuff and which, yeah. is, so, which, is, which is cool great. man yeah but we just um, kind of wanted to show that there's other people oh yeah and again like I'm not from that mil that world man <laughs> like I'm I'm a military dude you know what I'm saying like yeah. <laughs> and like and like a, you know a meathead and stuff so like sometimes like when I go to those places man it's like yeah dude like I, I don't really fit in with that um, yeah so I'm trying you know, we're trying to bring it to like you know the the bodybuilding community and i'm, I'm try, even trying to start you know reaching out to the, the military community yep. to give them an option you know because like in the military dude like this this is your option um and it's super frustrating too man because you know we just ended uh 20 years of, of combat um when you come back man from deployments and combat and you know fucking tbis and all that kind of shit, man uh, you, your options are alcohol, uh, or you go to the VA and you get um, prescription pain pills. Uh, yeah, pain pills, man. Um, and so for a lot of dudes, uh, and I know a lot of dudes, man, who have you know PTSD and shit like that, um, who I know drink, you know. And in the veteran community, I want to, you know, hopefully Kava even becomes something bigger. And actually, Kava, um, I forget what group just got the grant. But they actually just got um, funding research to use it for PTSD. Oh wow! Yeah. So that I super that's great. yeah. So yeah. I even think like the the military community, man, which is a huge community, you know, because you know we can't we can't smoke weed, um, can't, you know, can't can't do psychedelics. The only option you have is alcohol, and it's so Dude, ingrained in the crazy. culture, and it's so fucking poison. You can't yeah. even do CBD. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so crazy to me. You know, in Kava. Um, Kava sold us a dietary supplement, so yep. it's legal. It's legal. Doesn't show up on the drug test. Um, and it's an awesome option for people. Or even think about like, you know, first responders, um, people, you know, or policemen, you know, people who are like uh drug tested, but also in the high stress jobs. Yep. You know, like literally like uh jobs like you might not come home that day because you might get fucking shot or killed, you yep. know, um, or you might not come back from a deployment, you know. Uh, instead of alcohol, here's this, you know, something else you can use, you know? So like, I'm sorry to get kind of passionate about that too. So not only bring it to the fitness community, but you know, I, I've started kind of looking some like, you know, you know, avenues where in the military, where like in the veteran community, can we use Kava? Cause that's a huge section, man. You know, I don't know why I didn't think about this before. There's a group in Vegas that's opening a, a store that will sell Kava and Kratom in it. And um, it's a store called Gone Not Forgotten, and it's about veteran suicide, PTSD and veteran suicide. Yeah. And they're huge advocates. Like the owners of the places, they're actually part of the National Kratom Association oh, awesome. and things. And they're just, I just, I just found this out. They're, they're finally opening a store. They're a group, and I've been to a meeting of theirs. Um, but they're opening a store, and um, we're going to, they, they're basically, at this point, they're not planning on dropping any of their own products that could change. 
but I reached out to them with the idea that like, look, I will, I will stock your shelves. I don't need anything until it's sold. And then, and then you'll get like at cost basically, nice, you know what I mean? The, yeah. You know, to be able to do that, you know, cause it's crazy <laughs> that, you know, so many veterans come home, they, they, they survive war and come home and, and die from something else like yeah, overdose man. or and suicide. Yeah. Fortunately, like our, the veteran community, man, is very prone to suicide. Um, it runs rampant, even on active duty, uh, suicide numbers, you know, have always, uh, uh, they've been high and sometimes they get kind of like, you know, covered up in a sense. And like, I won't go too much speak on behalf of that, but all I will say is that, um, it's, it's frustrating to see being in the community that like all people can turn to is alcohol. Well, um, and I think it's frustrating that that's all they're allowed to turn to. Yeah. yeah. That is so wild. And if you were to find it, I say this almost every episode, if you were to find alcohol on Amazon right now, no one ever drank alcohol and find it, it'd be deemed poison. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be it deemed poison. poison Same man. With coffee. Like, yeah. They, yeah. They did, drug. <laughs> they did that um, study. And again, I've talked a lot about this in episodes is that, they did a study at like, I want to say it was like Pepperdine or I don't know. It was one of those colleges. And I, I wish I, I swear, because I was still drinking when when I seen this study, so I didn't really care. They did a study where they tested this class, um, tested all these different poisons. Like it was rat poison, bunch of shit. And then they were looking at the properties of it to see how poison it was. And they got to a certain point where they were like, wow, what the hell is this? This is crazy. And it was scotch. Gosh. <laughs> well, you know, it's fucking crazy. It's like, crazy. you know, <laughs> which is wild, man. And it, it like it goes on the whole other discussion of like, you know, what's, why are certain things deemed normal and why are certain things celebrated, right? Like, uh, why, why is it normal to go, you know, 21st birthday, everyone's like, oh, go get fucked up and all that kind of stuff, you know? And like, it's like a, it's, it's sort of like a cultural it's like riot passage, yeah. right? Or it's encouraged, like, you know, uh, any event you go to alcohol, right? Or just like, even like, look at like the food, you know, like, um, again, like it's not normal. It's, you know, you eat healthy, you know, you bring like meals with you, you know, stuff like that, mm -hmm. which might be seen as like, you know, OCD, like in, in some ways it can be like, especially me with my diet, like I eat very, very, but I don't think, very I don't clean. think it is because, and that's what I think people don't understand is what you eat is how you feel. If you eat exactly. like shit, you feel like yes. shit. Oh my God. And so I don't want to feel like shit. So I'm going to eat clean. And that's, there's, that it shouldn't be weird that that's a priority for Yes. Me. And, but no one bats and like, right. So someone will come, like, just think about like, Normal life, man. Like someone will walk by with like a bag of McDonald's or something like that, and no, no one thinks no one thinks twice <laughs> yeah. about it, man. But then you see someone like you know who like brings like you know their uh, Tupperware of like well, you know Carl specifically his bag of chicken, <laughs> bag of chicken, mm -hmm. rice and stuff, and you're, yeah. it's like, why are you doing that? That's weird. You know, like, I'm the weird guy like that. Not to that extent yet, probably, <laughs> but I'm the weird guy because I, I get like I I take like you know what an IQ bar is. Like it's a protein bar that's like, in no, my I opinion, it's like, it makes me feel the best. And like okay. when I'm, when I researched, cause I do that too. I research a lot of things I put in my body. I found that IQ bars, but I can only find them like on Amazon or I order directly through the company. But, um, I, um, I, I eat these pro I eat these protein bars when like I'm at people's houses that doesn't have good food. And they're just <laughs> like, dude, your life is so boring. Yeah. And I'm like, but why, <laughs> why, why do you think it's normal to eat and want to go yes. to sleep afterwards? Yes. Like, you yes, know, that should dude. be fuel. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, yeah. Carl's brings <laughs> meals all the time <laughs> yeah. to friends' houses. But I'm like, who cares? Like, right. you know, but at the, least he's going. The know? thing is exactly. like, dude, I want to feel good. Like when you eat something good, you know, like, I mean, I get, Bro, I love pizza. I, I like I can slam the pizza. You get, 
Friday. I, oh, I already, Friday. I already know about this you, pizza story. You, so you <laughs> talk, you talk, <laughs> yeah, you talked about being regular at a kava <laughs> yeah. bar, bro. I was a regular at a pizza place. I remember they knew my order when I came like, in, I man. My daughter, and like <laughs> an hour later, great delivery. You know, very quick. Hour later, Charles goes home, gets our oldest daughter, wakes her up out of bed. Put her in the car so he can go get a pizza. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So like, I I enjoy my cheat meals, but like I stopped doing cheat meals because, you know, in, in my do my cheat days, my, my cheat meals were pretty like you know I feel pretty handy. Like I'm not kidding, I can eat, I can eat like an extra large pizza. Uh, I got a big appetite. My brother has a picture but, yeah. on his Instagram from like maybe two years ago where he was on his cheat day on a Sunday. That's his cheat day where he had this giant pizza in his lap. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, but then like you feel so bad afterwards. And I don't know, we just found that like it, like why choose like why choose not to feel good? Well, and I think a lot yeah. of you know? a lot of society doesn't understand how bad they feel. Um and that's what I say is I you know, I see people who eat fast food every day. I'm like, how can they eat that? But they're so used to it that they don't understand how bad it feels until they stop for a long time. And then they try and put it back you in get their headaches. diet. Yeah. It's and, crazy. And they get withdrawals from it. And then they try and put it back in and they realize, oh, this. I get headaches eating Reese's, Reese's, Reese's um, pieces. Those little Reese's pieces. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. There's some at the call bar over here. And last week, then when I was out here, I was just randomly eating handfuls. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? So I ended up ordering a wrap like to get delivered because I was starting to get a headache and I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, what the hell is giving me a headache? It's the fucking Reese's. It's because that stuff's bad for you. 100%. And like, and I'll say something, man, that, that might be like a little controversial. Um, but there's, we, we especially in America, man, we're, we are a mental health uh, crisis right now with the amount of, um, you know, drugs given for mental health with the amount of people seeing mental health providers substantially gone up. Especially in our children. And yeah. I'm not saying that people don't have valid reasons, whether they might have had you know trauma in their life, uh, PTSD. Um, and so I'm not going to discount any of this. But a lot of people, if they just if they stop drinking, if they ate right, if they got outside and they exercised and they slept, yeah, actually slept, got a good seven eight hours of sleep they would feel like a completely different person oh absolutely the next month and i you know i work with clients who all the time they'll be like you know i was on antidepressants i've been on so many different medicines for so long and i've been consistent with my workouts for a month and i've already been able to like lower my dosages and i feel way better than that stuff ever made me feel and i'm like i know my my, my <laughs> wife is on a holistic thing right now she was taking some stuff from for her serotonin levels yeah and she doesn't want to take it anymore she didn't want to take it she not only was she gaining weight even though she was eating right and working out yeah. because that you retain water taking that pill those pills she started going on more of a holistic diet not not complete she's not like a vegan or anything like that but she went on the like she's being very careful about what she's putting her body to help increase her serotonin levels and things like that, being more conscious about that, and then taking um, microdosing actually, and she's off of that. And her therapist that was prescribing her that is so confused because out of out of my wife just not trying to be a nice person, she's still talking like still having these meetings with this lady, yeah, yeah. and then she's um, that lady is so confused. 
She does not get it. She doesn't get it. She's like, so you're just completely off and you're still fine. I think she's expecting every week to, for my wife to get on there with, like my wife was saying, with her hair messed up and like the kids <laughs> running in the background crazy and say, I need my pills again. Like, you know what I mean? Because she's just like, but like, yeah, she's not do, She's not taking them and she's fine. She's, well, I don't know if she's fine, but you know, she's, she's good. <laughs> she's, you know? Better. she's better. <laughs> but you, it's crazy, man, because, uh, you know, not, again, I'll, I'll say something else. I'll probably be controversial, but you know, like, um, you know, we, we, we do sick care in, in this country, oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, um, and again, like we, we have, uh, amazing doctors. We have some of the best doctors in our country. People come here to go to school to be a doctor, um, right from our places. Um, and modern medicine is, no one can argue that modern medicine isn't a good thing. Mm -hmm. And some of the medications we have now, some of the procedures, you know, like we're in a completely different place. But to me, it's wild that even doctors a lot of doctors can't even tell you what a good diet is or seem confused when, again, people, and like Heidi has multiple clients that she's had who've been on these drugs and stuff like that who just by diet and exercise are able to come off. And like, yeah. you, we don't need, we don't always need pharma. No. To, yeah, to and it's not to say that we don't need it. It's just to say that there's so many other things that you can try first before you turn to that and that's in your control not yes. uh yes not a i like to joke even though it's, it's far-fetched but i don't know these days maybe not is that um that if um we had to go off the grid like how would we support ourselves and it's like you don't have that doctor writing scripts right. you know yeah. what i mean it's like you know like how could you support yourself like natural medicine that the earth gives you you know well think about i mean going back to like serotonin right um you know you have ssris which yep. uh, in different classes of them and all that's to affect serotonin, right? And a lot of people don't know, like, you know, serotonin's made in your gut. Uh, most of it does, you know. Um, and there's a few. So we actually, uh, we just talked about Kana on. I haven't listened to it, but I've been looking forward to it because I bought it and I haven't used it until <laughs> I listened to the episode. But, I, uh. <laughs> so, like, Kana, you know, affects serotonin. Um, and it's crazy because even some of these natural ingredients, you see how well they work because, like, a really good Kana extract will actually get your bowels moving again because it's the serotonin um, will start, you know, being produced in your gut will move. So like, a, again, it shows that like there is natural stuff out there that has acute effects. Uh, St. John's wort, mm -hmm. which is an, an herb that was traditionally used in, in Europe and actually was prescribed in Europe at some points because it uh, was comparable to, you know, an SSRI. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm also a person that kind of thinks that like, it's kind of hard to argue, you know, what the earth provides. And there's so many things that the earth provides for ailments that are effective. So, you know, if you have an ailment, there's probably something out there naturally you could try first. Yeah. You if you believe in intelligent design, sorry, like, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Intelligent design, everything was put here on earth to, to help us live. For a yes. reason, yeah. yeah. And most medicines come from plants and essential oils. And they're all derived from, oh, this plant does this. Well, let me tweak it artificially synthetically make yep. it and make it a drug and, yep. and i think supplements and you know natural living and a lot of like herbs they're they're starting to get more popular right yep i mean you go on amazon um and, and there's thousands of products you can get and there's kind of more popular products out there that are coming out you know like especially things like mushrooms now yeah um, not just the psychedelics but you know uh, you need things Cordyceps. like like, mm -hmm. like yeah. mud water and stuff. And some of these, you know, mushrooms are super, super effective. Um, and people are kind of realizing like, oh, hey, like, you know, if 
I can't do caffeine or coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, I can do like a mushroom blend that can't give me energy, you know? So I don't even know why I drink coffee anymore. I feel like the stuff I make in the morning, it's just, yeah, I don't, it's <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like I need to wing my salad because I feel like my shot I take, my stuff I make in the yeah. morning does more than the coffee, but I'm so used to going to the damn Keurig every morning. And now. That's yeah, why, dude. And that's yeah. why when people talk about being addicted to things, coffee is the number one. Oh, hell yeah, it is. Addictive drug. And yeah. you talk about, you know, withdrawals and stuff and like kava people get so oh kava like they're so weary and i'm like there's no withdrawals from kava yeah you don't drink your if i don't drink my coffee by 8 a.m i have a splitting headache headache, because i'm addicted i'm telling you yeah it's dangerous which which with kava you know um there's no like so when you actually look at kava it's it's not addictive right it's not to say that you can't again because i think you could get addicted to anything oh absolutely like you know if you Come physically dependent on kava you know sense that like you know uh every night you know you, you you want to relax and stuff you know like yes you can i guess in theory get somewhat addicted to it but it has no addictive properties to it no. um it's not going to be you know like some like caffeine which you I won't have say. withdrawal symptoms is yeah what i like to say yeah and um so i don't know man like i i do think there especially after covid we saw you know um I think people kind of saw their mortality, yep. right? And things that could affect them. And I think there has been a bit of like a introspective look at health yeah. coming out of this, which I think is good. There's a the whole sense. sober, curious movement. And it's a mo- yeah. movement movement, you know, yeah. with people that are um, now not drinking and looking for alternatives, like seeking them out, not just because they got a DUI or something and had to, you know? And I think part of it too is questioning what is always pushed on us, you know, and it is always pushed on us that alcohol is the go-to. That's what's cool. That's what you need to be doing. And I think part of the sober movement is, you know, I'm going to push back on that. And why do you want me to do this alcohol? Let me find other alternatives, which I think is great. Absolutely. No, no, definitely. Well, I don't know um, how long we've went, but it's probably about an hour. (laughs) It's been good, good conversation. Like a, I like conversations that almost make me forget that it's being recorded. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, it's just good. Uh, well, I, I mean, uh, where can everyone find your uh, podcast at? And um, yeah, So you can find us on Instagram at Kava underscore Kettlebells. And then you can find our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just same thing, Kava. Uh, yeah, so I think. The, yeah, the, Kava and Kettlebells. Okay, cool. Yeah. The best way to get in contact with us, though, is probably through Instagram. Okay. Um, and actually, if you go to our Instagram on the little links thing up there, we do have our website, so you can go through the website. We'll have all of our uh, guests on there, all of our reviews for products, and we'll have the links to um, our Anchor uh, website host, sorry, the podcast hosting. And from there, you can go Spotify, you know, Apple, um, to your spots you can listen to just from the link. Um, but that's probably the best, that's gonna be the best way to get in contact with us. Cool. Um, so by all means, like, if you have questions on Kava, you know, create them. Um, some of these are yeah, botanicals that we're starting to look into. You know, we're kind of starting to get into more into like, you know, Kana and things like that. Just because Kava and Kettlebells, yes, Kava is in our name, but we're trying to be all encompassing yep. with sober alternatives. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and I think that's where the, I think that's where things are going to, definitely. 
you know, well, I appreciate you guys being here. Big time you flew all the way out here. You know, I technically even flew in today. I was yeah, supposed to be yeah. here. I don't know how the hell that happened. Like, I'm like, we made it man. happen. We made like, it it's happen. like, yeah, I reschedule my vacation just to schedule it on the same damn week that you guys are flying here. I'm like, what the hell? And everything was already booked. And like, I tried to, I tried to move that. And they were like, the house was booked. I was like, never mind. I'm just flying into town. But thank you for having us. No, no, great yeah, guys. Joe, we appreciate it, man. And uh, I just want to say, I think what you're doing, you know, with Red Wolves and Wolves Den, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's all encompassing. And I think it's really cool. I think the branding is cool. And I don't know, man, Thank maybe, you, man. maybe I might be biased because I'm talking to you right now, but yeah. I see a, a very bright future for what you're doing. I appreciate that. Den. I appreciate that. This isn't going to be the last time we uh, meet up for stuff, for sure. You know what I mean? You guys are, whether you accidentally did it or purposely did it, you're part of the Kava community. We're going to have you out for like some... Some other cool stuff for sure yeah, that would, that would be really that. cool to you know well everyone the same way i end every episode is the way i'll end this episode is that if you or anybody you know is struggling with any type of addiction or um any type of mental issues or anything that you feel that um you know we can help you with you know we have programs we've helped um people get into and you know and then we're just here to talk really is you can hit us up on um our website has all of our links to find us it's um raised by wolves but spelt um a little different so it's rzdxwlvs.com that's rzdxwlvs.com you can find us on all of the socials under the same at and um most of the time i'm checking those um messages but i do have a a person that's uh, helping me check messages now so if it needs if it's something that where you need to talk to me uh, privately, depending on the nature of the, the the conversation or the message, like I'll reach out to you directly if you leave a message for me to reach out to you. Um, and thanks everybody for the, you know, the the views and the lessons. We just reached uh, over 2,000 um, subscribers on YouTube, which is crazy. My goal was to hit 100 subscribers by the end of this year. And so, you know, we really blew past that. It was, it's been crazy, but there's been a ton of shares. Like I'm getting shared, like we're getting shared like crazy right now. It's I, I don't even bother trying to repost them because it would just bore everybody with it, which was just cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? But great. You know, thanks everybody for the support and, um, you know, reach out to us if you need us. Thank you.